I've got something for you. And what is up, beautiful people? We are here. This is the Ro- welcome to the Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball Podcast. This is the Week Five show. We're going to recap Week Four, uh, review Week Five, just review the the state of fantasy baseball. Um, but you know that I'm not alone here. We got the man, the myth, the legend coming from all the way from Houston, Texas. The one, the only. Texas look behind you because that's where the Rangers gonna be. Blake, my man, howdy. what's going on, buddy? Howdy, y'all. <laughs> you always got to give him that howdy, y'all. When, what's up, when man? You come in. Not much. Let's go, let's go. I'm doing good. NFL draft. Um, uh, yeah. In the books. So fantasy football kicked back up a little bit. I had to take a little break from the the rigors of fantasy baseball. But <laughs> I know I got a, probably a, a well-deserved vacation from fantasy baseball. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fun. But I'm glad I'm, I'm ready to jump back in and get going here with some fantasy baseball. So, yeah. How are you doing? What's new? Look at your – Man. Tell the people what you got here on your little – Oh, look at this. It's a real um, spiffy. My new uh, my Twitter handle. You can find me on the interwebs on Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, at Big TX Baseball. Um, yeah. What's going What's on, Demiro? How you doing, buddy? And Tim. What's up, Tim? How you doing too? But yeah, yeah. give me a follow on Twitter. I'll hey. follow you back. Nice. I, I, I need some follows. I need to. I need to actually post some stuff instead of like retweeting. I did have some ideas. I got. I got some stuff. I'm. A, <laughs> gotta I'm, post, I'm, I'm I got to post some stuff. He's. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw on some. Uh, some uh, week. Some uh, during the week uh, sleepers to grab. Like if you're uh, you're you're short an outfielder or something. I'll throw. Uh, check me out during the week. I'm gonna throw on somebody like you can just kind of stream an outfielder. You know what I mean? Oh. Leaves hot or something. There you go. You're, you're in the. What's up, Nick? Oh yeah, he. I, I'll get to that. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Se- actually, it's Man. a. Uh, <laughs> he said it best. <laughs> then you'll post some stuff. That's your. That's your new motto, Blake. I just gotta post some stuff. Post some stuff. I'm gonna do but it. Speaking that. of that, so he. Uh, it's a. Pre- he segues us perfectly on this one. So thank you on that one, Nick, because. Uh, some injury. We got some some bad news again. Some, but we do have some big, big good news. Some bright spots for the the landscape of fantasy baseball coming to us. But I'll get into all of the news and notes so far, in case you missed it. Uh, Ronald Acuna exited the second game of a doubleheader. He got hit in the left shoulder with the pitch. X rays are clean, but obviously he's going to go for more. Uh, testing at this point and imaging so we'll see kind of how that goes i know you're a little worried there blake you don't like seeing Ronald like Acuna Jr. Go yeah, down. i saw, I yeah. saw that after i saw the home run i saw that i was like oh no yeah that we don't, don't want to no more because we already lost another big time bat aaron judge was placed on the 10 day injured list with a mild strain uh of the hip that's not good so another big name down on the il uh and staying in Yankees news, Luis Severino, though, he did toss live batting practice and he's expected to uh, go on rehab assignment now. Should be back within about two weeks is kind of what they're saying. So you could get some pitching help there for those of you who have held. Well, he's like 90 percent owned, So everyone has held on to Luis Severino. You're almost even if you have like four IL guys, you're holding on to every pitcher you have at this point because it's just that's how thin it's gotten yep. up here starting pitching. Yep. And the big one, the Philly boys are probably partying tonight. Bryce Harper is back. He is going yep. to DH. He got clearance to DH now, and he will be in the lineup tomorrow against the Dodgers. So 
do not miss it. Please run out right now. Go change your lineups. Go put him in. Uh, he's also already rostered, so you ain't picking him up anywhere. But that's big, big news, so congratulations there. Uh, good to have Bryce Harper back. Uh, uh, Tyler Molly shut down. Ken Demaeda on the IL now with the right tricep strain. I Kenta Maeda, I still I had moved up my rankings too a little bit, but that one kind of sucks. So I'm gonna have to move him back down. I kind of like Maeda is a little bit bounce back starting pitcher this year. So uh, Julio Rodriguez, oh boy, has some lower back tightness. So he was able to hit in a batting cage though. So shouldn't be too bad. Nothing to worry about about Julio Rodriguez. I wish I could play a Groundhog Day theme right now because uh, <laughs> Jacob Degrom in in a shutout again. It's always a shutout or like no hitter this guy's throwing when he gets the mound visit with the whole entire medical staff coming out to check on him. But it happens again, and now he's got right elbow inflammation. And uh, so he's going on the IL. The good news is I did not move him far out of my far down the ranks, though, because he it's, it's I know they always say that it's not bad. I have heard this before, but until it's worse, I'm going to keep him there because he could only miss a couple spot, a couple turns in the rotation, Blake. So that's it. That's what yeah. I. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Like I, we can't handle any more of this. Bull, just complete bullshit. I'll say it. I was gonna try to say the the, the nice way. I was gonna say not <laughs> keep it PG, but then my brain was like, oh, just fuck it, say bullshit because that's what it is. Um, Brandon Woodruff looks like he is going to be back before the end of June. Um, he is going to start. I, they're going to, the MRA came back. It looked pretty good. It has actually improved and he's actually going to start ramping up now. Obviously though, it's going to be a complete initial restart for him and he's going to ramp up slow. So the hope is at this point, they are saying uh, end of June. So that's, that's probably the best case scenario for what, what it looked like, especially when we heard what it was going to be. Uh, Tyler Glass now, he will throw three innings in a rehab start with AAA this week, and that's pretty good news too. So those of you waiting on Tyler Glass now to get back, I don't know if you have a couple shares of him, but yeah, he he's edging towards a return as well. That that kind of wraps up the the big fantasy news for injuries and notes right there. I do have something fun before we instead of the. This, the offensive stats like we always go through. I got something new. Before before we get into good and bad, the ugly, we are going to do some, a little bit of fun here. Because he's come. He always gets you. There's no escaping him, Blake. He's going to come for you. He's going to get you. He'll find you in your sleep. He'll, he And you will not survive. <laughs> The regression monster. He is, <laughs> he's come. The regression monster. We, he got Nick Lodolo last week because we knew that was coming, but he strikes again. The regression monster now takes a stranglehold of Pablo Lopez. Look, Pablo Lopez had a 173 ERA on April 16th. If you thought he was going to continue having a 173 ERA much longer, well, I have beachfront property for sale if you're interested uh moving forward come talk to me after the show anyways last two starts now 10 innings pitched 11 earned runs his era from that point of 173 has now ballooned up to four so the regression monster strikes again gets another guy and now it's pablo lopez look he's gonna get all of your guys if you got a guy out there that's got like a nice sparkly one seven five ERA. He's gonna come get you. Yes. If you got a guy hitting four hundred three ninety, some insane four hundred and fifty Babbitt with a three hundred ISO, he's gonna get you. It's just the regression monster always wins. But yeah, Pablo Lopez, I still like him. Hey, you never know. Maybe I didn't. We didn't put him in the game this week, but maybe now you can go get him for his face value again. Because I, mm-hmm. I I do still like him. I still like him season long. I just think 
obviously the the regression was going to happen at some point. But yep. With that being said, you know what it's time for? Oh, I got an idea. Let's do it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We got a, we got some fun ones this week for this. So uh, we'll kick it off with the good, the positive vibes. So let it rip on that one. And let's see what you got, Blake. The good. Man, I might be an Astros fan, but I love Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper coming back Tuesday, tomorrow, after I've seen 159, I've seen 160. Either way, 159, 160 days. It doesn't matter. That's craziness. After Tommy John surgery, uh, man, I love me some Harper. Uh, also, good. Crazy stat I saw, and I wish I could give the guy credit. Uh, it was off of Twitter, but, I mean, he's probably watching our show right now because everybody is. So if you are, comment, take it, take the credit. But uh, he put out the stat. Uh, batters facing Shohei Otani for the third time through the lineup in the same game, right? Third time in the same game are 0 for 24 with 15 Ks. That's crazy. That's good, Shohei. That's um, that's MVP stuff right there. That's about yeah. good. That's the, the third time through the lineup is the hard part for a lot of starting pitchers. That's where mm-hmm. they usually get hit. So the fact that he's so dominant the third time through and you have no chance, that's pretty amazing. He's He is a he's, – he, he's a unicorn. He is the unicorn of Major League Baseball, so that's good stuff. Is that you're good? You want me to yeah, no, that's my that's my good. That's my good. I mean, there's a few other things I could name, but I, I'll leave it at that. that that's pretty yeah. good. It's a hey, good fantasy. That's a it's a combo. Good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My good. My my base. My. I I wrote two names down because I figured you might say one, so I saved the other one. But my. It's it's good. It's Major League Baseball good, but it's also fantasy good. Um, Justin Verlander back this week also, starting Thursday against his old team, the Detroit Tigers. So glad he's. I'm glad. He, I'm trust me as someone who has a lot of Justin Verlander. I'm super happy that he is back. Ecstatic. Uh, I don't JV time. Word to describe having him back. I need him so badly in a few leagues that that's a great thing. Uh, also my other good Tanner Bibby, you talked Logan Allen, you picked him up. I think, I don't know. Yep. You've talked about him last week. I don't, I think you did. So I did. Okay. That's what I thought. So I'll bring up Tanner Bibby. The Indians do it again, right? They go down to their pitching factory and they just are like, Hey, I need another guy from this pitching factory. I need him to come up right now. And of course they're like, all right, well, he'll be there on Wednesday. So he comes all up. Right. Comes up, throws 91 pitches, um, gets 11 whiffs, 33 CSW percent. Like he got, he he did throw the slider 44, a really really good slider too, 44 percent of the time. Uh, got a 39 percent or seven whiffs on that. Okay, that's what I was looking at. So yeah, he comes up then, looks pretty good. That was a solid debut for. Bibby, I think he ends up like, what did he strike out in a row? Like six or something in a row at one point in that game? I think like the third inning on or something like that. But he made it five and two-thirds with eight Ks. So, yeah, so pretty good start for there. I don't know exactly what it was, but I think it was like five strikeouts or something all in a row. So the Indians do it again. They go down to their little laboratory, and they pull another pitcher right out. Like it's nothing. So Logan Allen, Tanner Bibby, probably both be the the best two pitchers on the Chicago White Sox right now, which is a perfect segue for my ugly. So I'll go first on this and I'll do my, my over. Oh no, that's, we got to do bad first. Never mind. I was jumping ahead. <laughs> I just spoiled yeah. it for all of you, but anyways, yeah. uh, bad. So we'll do bad. We'll now, you know, what my ugly is, but we'll skip it. And we'll go to bad and I'll start. Well, at, we have the same bad, so we might as well just say what it is. But who, who do you just, you can announce it. Louis Robert. Yeah, Louis Robert. Robert. We were on the same page when we did bad this week. Yep. It was a uh it, it was probably a very easy bad after the week that he had. Like 
you get yeah. benched. You got benched for not running a ball out. And I don't know what he says at the press conference. Now I do. It just made it worse, but I do feel for him because I don't think he's been developed at all. Properly coached from the minor leagues on. Uh, but yeah, it's not good. He said, like, he said it was a hamstring issue and the coach. Yeah. The coach said, you know, he came out and said, yeah, that's what it was. They got a pretty, pretty famous, like a well-known bench coach on the White Sox. Uh, he was the manager of the A's. Like, but it, regardless of if he's well-known or not, you should know who your bench coach is. And he couldn't even say the name of the guy. I don't even know what's going on there. But he's just been in. He's got five home runs, uh, and he flashes at times. You could see it because he could still hit a baseball. Like the max his max exit velocity on the season is still the 93 percentile of all major league hitters. So when he connects on one, he tattoos the shit out of it, but he's got a 661 OPS. He's got a 254 on base percentage. And right now the MO with him is just throw a slider outside of the zone and he's going to swing at it. They need to put him in, just put him in a cage and make him look at like, Oh, 300 sliders a day coming in at him (laughs) until he starts taking off on it. But yeah, that's my bad. If you want to add some more, go for it. No, oh, no, I was going to – his last 16 games, I hate to just keep beating the guy down because, man, I, I put a lot of stock in him, not only in fantasy, but I bought a lot of his cards. But, yeah, <laughs> <he>, uh, <laughs> I, I still see I still see the potential there, man. But uh, last 16 games, he gets a 102 average with 21 strikeouts. Can't do that, man. Can't do that. No, they cannot do that. Ah. You know the work. The part that sucks is if they fire sale, like he'll get traded to someone and they'll turn him into an MVP. Like mm-hmm. just a little bit of developmental, some, mm-hmm. like program that they could put him in and teach him. It's just not bad. But yeah, the ugly, which is a perfect segue because I just I piggyback Luis Robert into the Chicago White Sox for my ugly. Uh, very ugly is basically how I can describe the start. Frustrated is another word a lot of fans are. Sell the team chants at this point. You can hear at the games for the ones that are showing up. Pretty audibly hear it too when you're watching or listening on the radio. And then just the overall... So I saw a I saw a tweet that they, that they were talking... Oh no, somebody... It's national coverage now. Everyone's talking about it. Ben Verlander to this, it's on talking baseball. The whole world has been talking about them in a negative light right now, but I'm kind of glad that they are because I saw a stat from like, since 2013, they have the lowest winning percentage in the minor leagues. They've done nothing. They can't develop a thing. They draft the wrong players. And now they just, they went and got this core that we were all super excited about. And they just threw them out there and said, here, figure it out on your own. Like they typically always do. Let, let yeah. kind of hung these guys out to try. So yeah, they're my ugly. My fan, I won't. I know Tim. I he, he, I get it. I don't want to piss people off, but or scare people. I guess was the proper word. But Jacob Degrom is my ugly. It sucks. Here we go again. I know they say maybe only two starts through the line. And that's what I'm going to cross my fingers for. But it's like last start, he he got checked out in the middle of a shutout again in the fifth inning. It was nothing. And poof, this start again, it happens again. So he's my uh, my fantasy ugly. I just hate seeing it. Yeah, me too, man. That guy's such a unbelievable pitcher, man. He, he like he could be an all time great. It just sucks, man. So uh, well, he is an all time great. I mean, that's what I, I yeah, even yeah, though he doesn't have the innings, or probably the he's got the stars. Yeah. But uh, by the way, you my see ugly, speaking oh, of all time great. That. I know. I forgot to mention it when we when we kicked off the uh, the show here, but I, I figured I was like, oh yeah, tonight I had to wear the the great the best point guard of all times jersey. So <laughs> nice one. So man, my ugly is uh, from my hometown too, Jose Abreu. Man, this guy just had the worst month of his entire career after signing that. Uh, that's the second biggest contract uh, 
that uh, Jim Crane has signed, man, for the Astros uh, for the season. He's batting 235, 267 on base, 270 slug. He does not have a home run yet. Uh, he has 11 RBIs. I want to say he has four doubles, which are his only ba- extra base hits. You know, and the, there's been times when he's hit the ball hard. We, uh, He's notoriously a slow starter. That's what I've heard uh, the Astros general, general manager talking about, you know. So, okay, come on, come on, Abreu. Uh, also, ugly thing, stat that I saw, you know, skimming through internet. I saw Oakland, which <laughs> we're beating up on Oakland every week now. But, I mean, they're the first team in Major League Baseball history with 23 or more losses before May 1st. <laughs> I'll say that's pretty freaking ugly. That's that's horrendous. Yeah, mm-hmm. so as a Sox fan, the one thing I can tell you, and we're talking about them way too much on this show so far, but the one thing I can tell you is that you, you, your general manager is correct. He is a... He is a notoriously slow starter, Jose Abreu. Um, mm-hmm. I'll pull it up for you real quick, just so I can, just so maybe you feel a little bit better. But let's see. Yeah, I, I keep hearing the chirps. You know, why, why don't we just uh, save the money and keep Yuli at first? You know, getting the same production. But I, I read, you know, Abreu. He puts in the work, man. They're, they're saying, you know, he's in there doing everything he needs to do, and he feels like he's not exactly where he wants to be with hitting-wise. Obviously, he said, you know, it's obvious, but uh, he's he can tattoo the ball, man. I know I, I know this has, to, this has to stop. This has to. Yeah, he uh, – I'm having technical difficulty here, but – so, yeah, he is a slow start. I'll find – we're going to talk about him a little bit anyways in a little while. So I'll have it ready to go by then. But he, my only concern, and I guess I don't want to spoil too much before we start the game, is is he, he is getting a little older now, and uh, thirty six. Yeah, you know, it was even though he hit the ball hard a little bit la- still last year. Like I don't know, is the cliff? Are we entering the cliff era for Jose Abreu a little bit? It could. I mean, thirty six years old. It's hard to keep going, kind of what you were always doing. So, yeah, but that's a pretty good segue, Blake, because uh, we will get back to him a little bit later. You got anything else for Ugly? Nah, man, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Then with that, with that being said, Blake, I want you to uh, come on down. All right, Blake, welcome to the game. Buy low, sell high. You know the rules. Are you ready to play? I'm in. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'll throw an easy one at you to start. Actually, it's not easy at all. Or hey, Mateo. That's going to be the first one we throw at you here. What do you think? Of, what's your uh, take on this guy? Man, I'm going I'm to start off with uh, sell high. I uh, really want to buy this guy, but. Past week's stats, like, you know, he just had such a solid seven days. You could uh you could score big for this guy, man. You you could uh you could you could pull in a couple things. If you you make sure when you send that uh trade offer over, you throw in season stats, not just last week's, right? <laughs> yeah, so Jorge Mateo for me. Easy. It's got to be an easy sell high. I started writing about him, and I mean, if you look at his stat cast, it's it's like it's it's not bad, but the chase rate ain't great, the walk rate ain't great. He is hitting the ball extremely hard. The launch angle is only eight point one. I mean, he does have an expected batting average of three hundred three, an expected slugging of five fifty eight. So I get it that those are that's that's great. Those are two good numbers, but like. He's also got a 50% ground ball rate. 
and a which is the highest of his career. His fly ball rate, 25%. Uh, line drive percentage is the lowest it's ever been. Um, pulling a lot this year. So I just don't see, I think, I, and the, uh, well, obviously the big thing too is he's cut his K rate in half. So you, you, you line it all up there. So if he can continue to keep the K rate down to about 14%, like he's hovering it right now, which is cut in half and he keeps hitting the ball hard. Even if he hits the ball on the ground a lot, he's going to, he's probably going to have the best batting average. I, I'd say of his career this season, this because this is a guy who's hit 221, 247. He did hit 280 and 100. Uh, was only 116 plate experiences. I won't count that, but yeah, so 237 career hitter. So we definitely could see the highest batting average of his career. I just don't know if the home runs are going to continue. The power is going to be able to continue doing the way he's kind of approaching it. It could just be a nice, nice heater, and I would definitely sell high. So yeah, I agree with you right now on Orhe Mateo. So, uh, Sell high. Next, we'll try to go through these quick here. Cub fans, I finally got, I wanted to get you guys involved here a little bit on this one. So, Cody Bellinger, Blake, what you think on this guy? This is a little bit out of my uh, ordinary, but I'm going to say bye. Uh, I, I usually, on a big name like that, I'm, I'm trying to sell. But, I mean, this guy's a proven MVP. It might have been a few years ago. A little more than a few years ago, but... Uh, Man, he's still got that pop. I mean, he's still got a little speed too to him, man. If he if he comes through like he's doing right now, keeps it up, he could be a 30-20 guy. I mean, I know his most stolen bases is 15, but bags are bigger. I mean, what does he have, four stolen bases already? I can't even remember, but he's already gotten a few, and I could see him being a 30-20 guy. I mean, he might not be the MVP, but – uh and Cubs got a pretty decent lineup over there. So I'm buying, which I usually don't buy on guys that, you know, are, are, are well-known names. I usually like to sell those guys, get a little extra for them. But I'm buying belly right now. Belly bombs, as they call them sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I think it's – I don't know. We're This is the first – we're going to disagree for the first time here. I'm actually going to sell Cody Bellinger. It's a, the shoulder might be fixed. And I know that's what he kind of blamed. And he, he's doing a kind of a prove it deal at this point, but it's kind of a weird, like he might have decent value and somebody might think Cody Bellinger's back based on what he's done so far. So I think you can get something for him. Like his exit velocity still, his average exit velocity is the lowest of his career. Uh, his max exit velocity, second lowest of his career. He he is hitting 297, but his expected batting average is 257. Like I don't think he's going back all the way down to the last couple season, Cody Bellinger. But I don't. I think he's going to regress a little from where he's at right now. And his K rate is cut in half. I give him credit there. 16% K rate for Cody Bellinger obvious is a is a glaring fix for something for him. And he's heavy pull right now. So I just don't know how he's gonna keep it up. And I don't know if it's going to last. Like if the K I'll have to watch the K rate and see if it climbs, but you um, know what? You might need to wait for the regression monster to get him and then and buy him because they'll bounce back up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he my gut just says sell high. That's kind of what my gut's telling me on him. I just don't see anything that, like, he's not standing out to me on anything particular. He kind of just seems mediocre. And the start that he's had, like, if you just look at his overall stats, 297, 371 OBP, 604 slugging, obviously 975 OPS, seven homers and four stolen bases, it's great. I think you can get something good. So I think that he'd be the ultimate sell high for me. Yeah, you're Hey, but if you, you like disagree. it, you, if you if you like you it, you go buy it. I agree with that as well. <laughs> I agree with that as well, man. Like you could get a good haul for him, man. Which brings us to another outfielder, um, just the like the right hand version of him, Brent Rooker, Oakland A's. 
He's an interesting one. What do you think of Brent Rooker? Right now, man, I'm selling high. He's got he's off to a great start. He's uh he's got a great on base percentage. Uh he's smashing the ball. I mean, if you if you got someone in your league that's uh you know really focused, throw him throw him a trade for uh Brent Rooker and get a haul, man. That that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so Second time we're going to disagree. No, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I think it's an all that's an easy sell high for me, too. If you can even get anything for him, if you could find someone to buy him, even like a for me, top 200 player, maybe eh, 150. I don't maybe you hold at that point, but yeah, no, I'd sell high. He don't get me wrong. This is a guy who's had some monster minor league seasons. He was a, he was always a good bat in the minor leagues, insane raw power. Good pop. Never shying away from that. He's put up some insane ISOs when he was in the minor leagues, like 254, 263, 318, uh, some stuff like that. So, yeah, some big-time pop in that bet. But the K rate's always been high. Even through the minors, he always hovered 30% strikeout rates. And when you're in the minors at 30% strikeout rates, it never translates well to the majors. Mm-hmm. So right now he's at an 18.6 strikeout rate. So when you hit the ball as hard as he does and you're only striking out 18.6% of the time, your batting average is going to soar. So he's that's why he's hitting 353. There could be a potential breakout here because the bat pedigree is there. And obviously playing in Oakland, it doesn't make a difference what else he does regardless and out in the field. So mm-hmm. he could be some, some cheap pop, but I don't expect the ratios to, to hold up. He, he'll walk. The OBP, an OBP league, I'd be more prone to him, but I think the batting average will decrease a little, decrease a little bit. Pitchers will catch up, uh, and I don't know if he's ever going to really settle in as an 18.6 K rate type guy. So I, I would sell high also on Brent Rooker. It's been a nice story though so far. Mm-hmm. Here's it. I feel bad, Bakley, my my man. He's got to be here in this game though. Gunner Henderson. Whew. wouldn't say that's a good start at all for him, right? Um, let's start it off, Blake. Go ahead. What do you think on Gunnar Henderson? So, I'm selling high, man. I hate to say it. Selling high. Uh, I, I don't know. Guess. how. Well, how high are you selling? Because I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they, he's got, he's got, he's got a name. That's the only thing I'm, 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 I'm betting on. But he, he, he's got, you know, people – so high on him you know he's got the name but he might get sent down if the o's are really competing you know i mean that i he he's a big name maybe he could get you you know a, a fourth starter right now <laughs> yeah he's it's not it's a bad start he the, the crazy thing is he's walking 18.5 percent of the time so he's chipping in with and that's how he has a 348. He has a 189 batting average and a 348 OPP. That tells you you kind of the disparity in the season so far. Mm-hmm. He has a 201 expected batting average. The crazy part is he does it's 12.7 launch angle, 91.3 average exit velocity, 109 max. Like it's not bad, but you are right. Like it's it if they're competing. At some point, they got to take a look. Like, does he need to refine something? Does he need to do something? Only a 44% ground ball rate, though. He has a 24% fly ball rate. Like, <sighs> this one's tough. Yeah, he could I don't know. So, put it together, second half of the season or something, man. But I'm selling right now. I mean, if you offered me that today, like a, a decent four starter, I'm taking it. Man, third base. Brett Beatty did hit a home run today, another home run the other day. So he's probably looks like he's starting to get his groove in a little bit. So it's there. I do still like some other third baseman over this guy. And now he's going to move down the rank a little bit, but I, I might still buy low on him. I, but you can buy very low. <laughs> so I, he's getting destroyed on breaking balls. He's just not hitting them. And 
He's got a 048 batting average against breaking balls, expected batting average of 126. So, and it's not like he's getting a heavy dose of them. They're only throwing them to him 32% of the time. But when they do, they're just these 51.3 whiff rate. Like that's how they're getting them at the end of the day. He almost needs a little bit. Maybe he needs a little bit the uh, the, the loose the loose Robert treatment, like mm. a little little uh, refining. He does the K rate that will go down based on that alone, and they won't they'll stop throwing it to him. But he needs to get into that the breaking ball machine and just watch like 500 breaking balls a day, and he could he can rebound from it. But it's a guy I think can get the K rate down, and when he does that, I think the expected batting average will rise a little bit because he's hitting the ball so hard, but. They're just pitchers adjusted to him, and he's got to adjust back now. That's my take on Gunner. So I might buy low. I might I might throw one out because it's only been one month, and as we talked about before, one month is hard for me to dis, to really discredit hitters. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of his teammate, what do we do with Anthony Santander? Hmm. And I own I own some Anthony Santander. Um, I'm saying, if possible, sell. If you if you can get something good, sell them. Just because you're gonna have to help me out with this, because you're you you're the one who knows these uh these type of numbers, man. Uh, I'm not sure I'm buying the 33 home runs from last year right now. Um, he, I don't know, man. I I, I he, he's just not a. Uh, it's not last season. I'll put it that way so far. Um, so if possible, I say, I mean, I, I'm, I'm when I'm saying selling these hitters, sell them for a pitcher, man, if, if you can. Yeah, he's not bare. He's he's striking out a lot more than he ever has in his entire career. 28% K rate. Walk rate, 9.3, the highest it's ever been in its career. So it's kind of funny seeing that. Only a 642 OPS to start this season. Stat cast doesn't look overly great. Max exit velocity and hard hit obviously are an average exit velocity are all good. They're all in they're all above the 60 66 percentile on all three. 85 percentile and hard hit rate. So like when he does connect, he still does hit the ball hard, but chasing a lot. Just whiff percent and chase rates are all time lows for him. I he just seems lost up there and he maybe not seeing the ball. Well, it's not like, yeah, only 31% ground ball. Like, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really just the, the strikeouts in the whiff for him. And obviously I don't get to see him every day, but I'm just wondering if he's just in a funk. It's just a funk and they got him on the ropes. Pitchers do mm-hmm. at this point. They know what he's, what he's swinging at, they know his. Because uh, if we here, let's take a look. I actually have it open now that we just talked about it. So, yeah, chase percent is forty point nine. So his chase percent is the career high. It's eight percent higher than it was last year. So he's chasing a lot more than he's ever chased before. So he's just gonna have to do the same thing and um, and rebound probably against these breaking balls and outside pitches that he's getting. So. I'm not sure I'm buying him. So that's what we're here to, to say anyway. So I'm not sure I'm buying him, but I'm definitely not. You're not going to get much selling him either. He's almost. Hmm, we'll talk about. I don't. He, he's not. Uh, I'm not going to do it yet, but he's getting close to the, uh, the, the cut level. If he doesn't pick it up anytime soon, because good luck. You're not going to sell him. There's nothing you can do. And I'm not sure I'm going to even buy low on it just yet. Cause you, like you said, that last season could be the flu. It could be the outlier. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's had some decent pop. He did hit 18 home runs in 110 games in 2021. He played 152 last year, so obviously he hit 33 home runs. He did hit 20 home runs in 93 games before, so like it's a, he does have some pop in that bat, but this is by far – the, the the ugliest he's looked chasing the baseball. So not buying. That brings us to Jose Abreu. What are you going to do with that? We talked about it before. I feel bad for you on this one, buddy. Hey, well, it's okay. It's okay because 
I'm saying buy them very low. If you can buy them very low, like we said, slow starter, fingers crossed, prayers up, buy low. <laughs> and maybe uh, if you have a if you have another first baseman, kind of stash them on your bench for a minute. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like somebody would sell them for really cheap right now. I mean, especially some of my guys that I know <laughs> and used to would sell them for really cheap right now. So uh, if you got them, if you can do it, buy them low. Or if you don't, yeah, average egg velocity, lowest of his career. But it, like I said, the walk rate, 3.3%, lowest of his career. He's, yeah, it's only 22% strikeout rate. He's not like he's striking out a whole lot. Just a notoriously slow starter. I think with Jose Abreu, I have to give him the benefit of the doubt still and give him May, a little bit of May to rebound. And that's why when you see rankings, when you go look at my rankings update, you're going to notice guys like him are still pretty. I still have him as a top, what, seven first baseman. And I'm going to keep him there because I always give April as to hitters. I give April a little bit of a like more leeway and a little bit more time to to kind of adjust their things. But he is 36 years old, 37 years old. Uh, on paper, it says 36, 37 years yeah, old. That's what, I, that's what I was thinking as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's probably more towards my age, I would think. <laughs> and uh, he's so there is the worry because the cliff comes and the cliff hits you. And when the cliff mm-hmm. hits you, it could be one of those things where poof, Jose Abreu is now on the decline of his pretty good amazing yeah. really amazing career and had he been here much 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 sooner uh like if you added his cuba professional numbers in to like the white Sox numbers to this point yeah he's a he's got a pretty good career stat line mm-hmm. yeah. the cliff hitting you is, a, is scarier than the regression monster that is yeah <laughs> the cliff monster is the scariest yeah. of all the monsters because yeah the regression monster is scary but don't get hit by that cliff <laughs> <laughs> Here's another guy I have an easy answer for, Vince Velasquez. Uh, I'm selling high. I'm selling high. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't buy the guy. I I already know Vince, you know, a little too well. He does have four consecutive quality starts and a pitcher is thin, but I'm selling high. So I don't know what you'd get for him. Now, I agree with you sell the shit out of Vince Velasquez. Like I would, if I could pair Vince Velasquez in something and basically like, it's a, is if I could offer a trade that has a guy, I'm trying to think of like a perfect scenario. Like everyone's hurt. So this is harder to do than it sounds. But like, <laughs> it's like, well, what if I did this guy and Vince Velasquez for this guy? And then it's like, well, he's hurt. So that's probably not going to work. So let's see. Like Francisco Lindor and Vince Velasquez for like a Boba Shet is basically uh-huh. kind of what I'm thinking of. So like getting a guy that's just ahead of another guy, in the mm-hmm. rankings of a position for a guy that you might end up dropping soon anyway. So use yeah. him just as a, as a, as a leverage. Yep. As like a, yeah, here, look at this guy's pitching well right now. This is just, mm-hmm. I think this is what Vince Velasquez, he's still getting shelled. His mat, like, well, not over his average exit last only is 7.1, but his max is still up there. So expected batting average 233, Robles 274. Yeah, he's probably the best start of his career, but it's not going to last. So, we just talked about regression monsters coming in. It's it's gonna it's gonna hit Pittsburgh. The regression monster is gonna get Pittsburgh as a whole at some point. That's mm-hmm. the part that kind of sucks for Pittsburgh. So I, just, I mean, yeah, Vince Velasquez. He does he does have a better start than that. I know that because the Astros traded him, and right after they traded him, he threw a no hitter. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I just meant like overall start to his career, maybe because I know yeah. I remember I remember that Vince Velasquez because I remember he was super hyped. Like the Philly mm-hmm. Vince Velasquez, the yeah, Philly guys will probably know Vince Velasquez very Trade well. Him, traded him for freaking um, the closer that. Oh gosh, what's his name? It's uh, is how is it skipping my mind right now? But I was at the game where he uh, he he lost his job and he was pretty much given the finger. 
uh, to he, he he told the coach f off or whatever. Man, I can't think of that clo- what the closer from Philly that came in and uh, just threw heat. He went to the Astros anyway. That's who we gave up Vince Velasquez for. All right, we'll do some uh, quick ones now so we can move on. Uh, Nate Avaldi. I'm selling high after that start against the Yankees. Get what you can before he gets injured. Um, I feel like you're going to buy on him, though. Here's the thing with Nate Avaldi. I don't know what his, his – he keeps getting dropped. So I don't know if you need to buy Nate Avaldi. You just might wait till he has a weird start again, and then you go kind of you go get Nate Avaldi. Yeah, but I'm not and buying he, Nate Avaldi either. But he he is um, he has had a couple good starts now in a row though, and he did he did just did had a very good one versus actually a couple good two weeks he's had, and then the big start like you just mentioned against the New York Yankees. So what was it a uh, complete game right? Yep, complete game yeah. shutout, eight strikeouts and and nine innings there. Uh, so yeah, he's strung together now. One, two, th- three quality starts in a row for Nate Baldi, which in 2023 is a effing feat for a starting yes. pitcher to do. So that's the only reason why I put him on here because is it something that we can, that's why I wanted to ask and see what you, your take was on it. Because for the love of God, three, three, three quality starts is something unheard <laughs> of right now in 2023. But I kind of agree. I'm not going to buy him either but I because I, I, I think he'll get dropped and I think he's worth rostering. I think he's a guy yeah. that if some I guy, see him on the waiver wire, I'm grabbing him. Yep. You're going to have to learn 2023 is going to be the year of start, like start and stash, start and stash. Keep guys on your bench and play matchups as, as you get mm-hmm. into the, the heat of the season, just based on what we've seen so far. Uh, quickly, Eduardo Rodriguez. I'm buying just because I think he's back to his Red Sox form, hopefully. Uh, He's not going to get as many wins here. I mean, he had 19 wins in uh, Boston. And uh, no, no, I'm sorry. He had he had 19 wins, I think. Anyway, uh, he's not going to get that many wins in Detroit. But um, uh, don't buy too high. But he's not a big name. I think you can get him at a good price. And he's not going to get a lot of wins. He'll, he'll get you with the other stuff, though. Yeah, he's a guy that I always kind of I always liked him. He from the Boston era. I always had him in fantasy. I always stashed him. I'd always pick him up when somebody else would drop him. And mm-hmm. he he's also what I think he's well he's no he was he's thrown three qual he's only, he almost threw four quality starts in a row, three in a row, and then he made it five and two third. So he almost made it four. The un godly unheard of four quality <laughs> starts so far this season in a row. So I kind of agree because I think is I don't think people are buying them into him too much. And the way starting pitching has been, I'd easily give you a third or fourth outfielder on my mm-hmm. on my roster if I can pull that away for you and get Erod. Yeah. Third outfielder for sure. I think I can rebound from that. I feel the same. So I do I like Erod also couple guys two big names that will fly through real quick here you nervous about julio uh Arias? i mean i would uh I'd, I'd not i'm gonna say sell high but it could really go either way because the the teams that he was giving up the runs to uh the cubs and um i can't remember the other one but there's another good air you know he only gave a few up to arizona but i'm selling high one reason i would sell high is because his division I mean, Arizona's looking good. Padres got bats. Um, but also, you know, if you could – this one was uh, hard for me because I feel like he's going to bounce back and the pigeon's so thin. I mean, he just had a couple bad starts against some really good teams. Yeah. He kind of lines up. I see everything kind of looks the uh, pretty normal. Per se to me to start the season. He eh, only 38%. He does have the line drive percentage is up a little bit. Ground ball rate 38% eh, after the 40 for the last couple seasons. 
but it looks like his fastball kind of is what's getting hit the hardest. I think he'll be okay based on what I see here. I, I definitely, if I can buy low, if that's even, he's because he got a 441 ERA. So, I mean, that's why, I, that's why he's on the game here. So if I can buy low on a Julio Arias at this point, I would definitely do it. He's a guy that I wish the White Sox still hit. So, yeah, I'm buying him also. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease, my boy. I know that Stay I had to throw put. him in here. Stay put, uh, by low. Uh, he's, he's not this bad. He's not this bad. He's not in Cy Young form or anything like that this year, but get him cheap if possible. Hold on to him because pitching's too thin. I, I just think it sucks that you probably spent a higher draft pick than myself on him. I can admit when I'm wrong. But uh, if you listen to me, you wouldn't have. But yeah, yeah. If you listen to Streets, you wouldn't have done it. But I, I was set. I was set. But uh, I, I just have to hang on to him because as we've been beating into the crowd right now, pitching is so thin. And I don't think he's this bad. I, I think he's he's not going to be Cy Young form like last year, but he's not going to be this bad. Yeah, I, I talk about him. I beat it like a dead horse, I think. And I just do it for fun now with you. But I like Dylan Cease. I think he's a good pitcher. The K rate is way like only 26% after a 30 and 30.19%. Uh, the, the walk rate is 10% again. And that's the one thing where that I kind of I, I zoned in on. And I told you, like, the walk rate is what kills me with him. The walk rate makes him tight rope walk all the time. The, the, the walks are the difference between a two like there's it could be anywhere from a 290 ERA to a 450 ERA because of all the guys that he walks. And that's what just worries me a little bit. Like we talk about the regression monster and it's it might get him at some point because of all the walks that he puts up. If he's not going to strike out over 30 percent of the batters this season with the 10 percent walk rate now might be a good time to sell. Like I I viewed him as a the 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th best starting pitcher at times, varying in the wake or in the rankings. Many though agreed with Blake and had him top 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you might get someone who's saying, ah, I'm, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna go get him. Like he, he's he, I'm gonna buy low on him. Uh no, throw I wouldn't, up, I wouldn't throw say he was number two in Cy Young last year. Throw that but, out there if you're gonna sell him. Say, hey, number two in Cy Young last year. You could use that, but I, I'd absolutely sell and see if I can get like a starting pitcher and something back for him. Uh, like Pablo Lopez just got shelled now, two starts in a row. Maybe go try to get Pablo and something else for New Orleans. Something filling an outfield hole in the meantime. But yeah, I don't. You, the various what you could possibly do, but I would my I might be trying to 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 sell Dylan Cease if I had him. Based on where he was drafted, because it was he was drafted well ahead of where I would have drafted him. Period in every single format, based on looking at his ADP. And that's it. So we got a new thing. We'll wrap up here in a few minutes. We'll do some quick waivers. But uh, since we are out of April, and we could start getting into the the leashes over on certain players, so we got a new thing here. It's fun. It's it's basically who you who's the cut Blake who are you cutting somebody the, the rules of the game or the rules of this exercise for us to were to find someone that's over 50% rostered so um let it rip over 50% roster was very difficult let me put that in first. I'm going to have to go with somebody that I drafted, man. Uh, MJ Melendez, catcher at Kansas City, 60.3% on. This guy is just cane like crazy. I have him in a points league, and every time I see him, it's just negative, negative points, negative points. I'm like, come on, bro. Give me at least one. <laughs> but I hate – I mean, he's catcher and outfield, but that's that's my pick right there. For the sake of the game, I'll go with Ahmed Rosario. Just lost at the plate. Didn't in a points league, he might have provided a little bit more value than he did in rotisserie, anyways. But he's at, he's giving you absolutely nothing in either for the most part. So I would definitely drop him. Like 
Bryson Stott is still only 34.9% rostered in ESPN leagues. Go swap the, those. I would swap those two out. Uh, they're very, they're kind of similar in a sense, but um, I prefer Stott ceiling over mm-hmm. Rosario. There's guys, Vaughn Grissom. He does have some air. The one thing we I talked about with Vaughn Grissom, though, was the the defense. And he has yeah. some air there at shortstop. So I don't yeah, know that yeah. leash could, I don't know how long that leash happens. I don't know. I saw, I saw, the, I saw those airs against the Astros. They weren't pretty. No, that's so. That's a that's a kicker, but the bat could play out. Um, I even would just go with a, a hot hand, like a Taylor Walls, if you could, over Rosario. But that's just me reaching a little bit. I hate doing that because, like I said, April, I don't like to just cut hitters after. Just April's the leash, so now here's where I start really paying attention. But I'll I'll break the game a little bit. Pitchers, Kopech, done. See ya. There's nothing fantasy-relevant in Michael Kopech for me anymore. And then... Jack Flaherty is getting very close to that too. So mm-hmm. Jack Flaherty, I might, I'm depending on the league size. And if you need a streamer, you could be getting to the point where you cut him. Oh, Zach Nito is who I would definitely go. That's another guy. I forgot. I knew there was another guy in my head. Go. I go get Zach Nito over Ahmed Rosario. Who's starting to actually uh, hit in a points league format. So there's other options out there for that, but yeah. So that's who I would do waivers run through them real quick. Uh, real quick, I got uh, – man, I, I didn't do this on purpose. It's becoming a trend, though. I got three outfielders. Uh, Nick Sanzel, outfielder, Cincinnati. Uh, he's only 2.8% owned. Guys, he's heating up. Um, Will Myers is injured. Will Myers is always injured. So, Sanzel's pretty much – he's almost played every game. He's uh, They've been throwing him in at third base, too. But uh, Nick Sanzel, outfield. Last seven games, 476 average, 560 on base, 560 on base percentage, 810 slugging, two home runs, nine RBIs, and a stolen base. He has two of those on the season. Only 2.8% owned. Grab them, stream them, whatever. Um, also, in Oakland, there's actually somebody to, to grab, especially for uh, Roto League. Uh, Esturi Ruiz. 11.1% owned. These are all pretty deep sleepers, by the, or deep pickups, by the way. Uh, on the year, he's got 11 stolen bases. He has not had the, a great past week hitting-wise, but he does have 11 RBIs on the year and 11 runs. He could lead the league in stolen bases. That's that's the type of guy he is. So somebody you want to just grab in a deep league, put, put some stolen bases on the board. And last, 10.3% owned. Don't wait while he's heating up. He got. He has a big name. Go ahead and grab him. Jaron Duran, outfield for Boston, ten point three percent on his last seven. Last week he was four hundred average, seven twenty slugging. He hit his first home run of the season, and uh, he got four RBIs because it was a grand slam. Go grab grab Duran while you can. Uh, and I got three starting pitchers, real quick. Uh, Ronzi Contreras for Pittsburgh Pirates. He is nine point three percent owned. On the season, he's three and one, 24 strikeouts, 358 ERA. He his his ERA would be much lower, but he had a bad outing against the Astros back on April 10th. I think he went like three three innings and gave up like six seven runs, something like that. Uh, next, I got uh, Matt Strom, uh, starting pitcher slash relief pitcher for Philly, 15.1 percent owned. He's more of a streamer in my opinion. I think he gets two starts this week. Uh, he can get you K's because he's got 32 strikeouts already in 23 innings pitch. So kind of a streamer for me. But uh, And then somebody just to grab and stash, Michael Soroka, uh, the Atlanta Braves, 4.6% owned. He's injuries, injuries, injuries with this guy, but um, he's finally going to come back. Uh, first time since, I believe, 2019. Uh, well, he, he's came back twice, but he just got injured real quick. So, But uh, – 2019, he was 13 and four at 142 Ks and a 2.68 ERA. He's somebody to grab and stash right now. And that's my ads. Look at you. You are on fire with waivers right now. So, those, yeah, those are all good ones. I like those. I will add just a couple, probably two of them. Um, I like Josh Young, Texas third base. He's hot right now. Three home runs, I think, the past week. Um, Hitting. I think he's hitting like 260 now, 333 OBP, six home runs on the season, 500 slugging. Like, uh, it's a guy I like in the minor leagues as a bat. So, 
-hmm. probably worthwhile. He's only 30% rostered. Some pitchers, obviously, we talked about uh, Tanner Bibby. I don't know how Tanner Bibby and guys like – I don't know how guys like Logan Allen, Tanner Bibby are as low rostered as they are. I was going to have Tanner in mind, but I was like, I know Streets is going to have him, so I'll go ahead and leave him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pitch – hitting is – pitching is probably the big one for me. So, like, Tanner Bibby, Logan Allen – Gavin Stone is getting the call up for the Dodgers. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Tanner Bibby and Logan Allen, I trust to maybe hang around a little bit longer because that's kind of how Cleveland does, and they can anchor that rotation behind Shane Bieber. Gavin Stone is getting promoted. Dodgers' mm-hmm. top pitching prospect, basically. Mm-hmm. He is definitely worth going the roster if you have a bench spot, especially, like I said, the way pitching has gone, you need you need to do it. So Evan Stone's a guy to pick up. I just don't know how long he's going to stay. Funny story. I tried to go at him, and uh, you already had him. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Miller's only eight percent rostered still, and I, well, I watched his last start. I actually watched the entire start versus the Angels. He had a rough, rough first inning. He's gonna have to be a guy who gets the the breaking ball over, and or close, and gets and gets that going quickly in the beginning of a game. Because if he could get the breaking, if he can get his secondary stuff kind of working quick, working early, it'll throw the hitters off. The Angels basically had a plan. He couldn't come close to, he wasn't locating anything. Sliders were 10 feet off the plate. It was all over. They just sat back and wait fastball. That's basically, that's what they could do at that point. And they would tattoo it. Because trust me, you could throw 100 miles, but if they know 100 mile fastball is coming, it's going to get hit hard. So Major League hitters. Yep. But then the rest, the second, third, fourth innings, like I think he struck out five guys in a row or something at that point too. So it's there. Once he started getting the secondaries mixed in, he almost became untouchable. So 8% rostered is still very, very too low for me. So, yeah, Logan Allen, Tanner, Bibby, um, Mason Miller, Gavin Stone. That's probably how I would prioritize them. And then – Reap the benefits. If you're if you're hurting badly for starting pitcher, don't let the Taj like Taj Bradley is now only twenty three percent rostered again, and he was dropped in a lot of leagues. Like, mm-hmm. go go stash him. Don't don't don't. I'm sure it, it hurts some. It's hard for some teams to keep that guy when he's not doing much, but he's absolutely a guy that I would go stash and sit on because. We talked about Tanner Bibby had the same exact. He had what eight? The his K to walk ratio is at eight right now. So eight strikeouts, no walks in his first start. That's something that you want to see. Same thing with Taj Bradley. Like he wasn't walking anyone. That's the makeup of an ace down the line. So yeah, those are guys I would uh, prioritize. Relief pitcher, God, man. Ugh. It's, I don't even look at. I don't. <laughs> like this is this is like the ugly. It's kind of always ugly. Right. There's always like 12 to 13 good closers. And then there's like seven just eh, you can use them like Alex Lange, Lange like those types of guys. Uh, and then the rest are just crap shoots. So it's the same guys that I've told you about the last three weeks that still are like 20 percent or less roster. Um, those are the guys that I would probably go get. I think there's one in particular that I probably like the most is. uh is probably AJ Puck probably is the guy that I would prioritize still not the highest if I'm going to look long term. I think he I think he has some pretty good stuff. Uh, another failed starting pitcher. They're all kind of failed starting pitchers, but that, yeah. I think he's going to I think he's going to be pretty good. So that would probably be the guy that I prioritize over the rest of them. But yeah. Not an over good state. You can always find closers. So that's it. Just I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Once again, this is uh, brought to you and presented on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. You can find all of my articles on bloodlinenetwork.com. The top 300, uh, the deuces that we got really confusing to do this week because of all the freaking postponements <laughs> that took yeah, place. It was a wild one trying to do. Uh, all the rest of my soon to be now that the draft is over the soon to be top 300 fantasy football redraft rankings. So all my stuff will be there. Once again, that's bloodline network.
bloodlinenetwork.com. Anyone that has moseyed over and caught this on the Bloodline Network YouTube page, if you have it, like it and subscribe. Uh, and then also stick around tonight. Um, they are going to do, they're going to watch Raw, the, the end of Monday Night Raw, the, the main event of Raw. And they're going to go live, discuss that while they're watching it. So stay tuned, wrestling fans, because that'll be pretty fun. Blake, you got anything? You, you can tell them no. where to find you now. Yeah. Find me at Big TX Baseball. Hit me up on Twitter. Give me a follow. I need those follows. <laughs> I need to post, too. Yep. Once again, you can find me at Treatsathon. You can find everything at bloodlinenetwork.com. We'll see you next week for the Week 6 show. And uh, that's it, buddy. I'll see you. Have a good week. I've got something for you.